What I'm going to share on this morning is not an easy subject to share on. But it has to be spoken about because it's in the Word of God. You might even say to me, Dion, you don't know what I've gone through. You don't know the situations that I'm facing or that I've been through. You don't know the heartache that I've suffered. You don't know what people have done to me. No, I don't. But that doesn't prevent me from sharing this Word of God, the truth of the Word of God, because it's the truth of the Word that will set us free. And we have to see what the Word of God has to say on this subject. And I don't mind if you get cross with me for what I'm sharing. That's fine. But take this word and you go and look for yourself and see if what I'm sharing is the truth. And if it's the truth and you need to make changes in your life and you call yourself a child of God, then you need to make the changes that are necessary to line up with what the word of God says. And I really just felt that I needed to share this word today as we are entering into the Christmas season where it's a time where we, where we spend a lot more time with our families. I felt that this is a necessary word. And I know that Christmas time is family time and it's a time of celebration, but I also know that for many families, this is a difficult time because of what they've been through where they've suffered loss, where there's been heartache and pain and all that kind of stuff. But in and amongst all of that, there is what I'm going to speak on today. And I think this has caused a lot more pain and hurt than the suffering of loss. The subject has created so much pain and heartache in families. It's brought death and destruction. It's caused your relationship with your family and your friends to be broken down. And it's caused your relationship with Jesus Christ to be affected. And can I say that if we do not obey the word of God on this subject... I'm not prophesying this as a prophet of doom, <laughs> but it opens the door for sickness and disease to come in, for poverty to come in. And so I'm trusting that as I share on this today, that you will be set free in this area if it's an area that you're battling with. In what has happened to you, you may be saying, God, you say you love me, but why haven't you dealt with this situation? Lord, I, I want to see justice done because of what has happened to me. Lord, I want you to take revenge on my part. And there's a fight that's going on inside of us because of what we've, we've been through. And we're wanting the Lord to sort the situation out. And we want that other person that has hurt us to suffer for what they've done to us. But yet, they are oblivious to the situation. They're enjoying their life. 
And we're saying, Lord, how can that be right? You're supposed to be this just Father. Well, we're going to have a look this today, and we're going to see that God is just. And so because of what has happened, you have trust issues with your Heavenly Father. And, on, and instead of seeing Him as a loving, caring Father, you see Him as hurtful, uncaring, unloving, and unjust. So this morning I want to speak on the power of forgiveness. And we're going to look at a number of points, and then there's a video that I want us to just have a look at at the end, just to show the power that there is in forgiveness. It's impossible for us as human beings to go throughout life without hurting someone, without offending somebody, while we are here on earth. It's going to happen whether we like it or not. We don't have the ability to control how others are going to be offended with things that we say. But we do have free will over our own lives. And we do have free will to decide how we are going to react when we are offended. And so we're going to look at the Word of God and what the Word of God has to say. Forgiving others wholeheartedly is a secret to long and lasting relationships. Is it easy to forgive when we've been hurt and misused? No, it's not. But it is something that God requires of each and every one of us. And He has commanded us to do it. Even if the other person doesn't know that we have a grudge against them, even if the other person is not really sorry for what they've done, we need to forgive. And so in Matthew, if you've got your Bibles, won't you open in Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to read verse 12 to 15. Matthew 6, verse 12 to 15. It says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And uh, I know it's not up on the screen, but I just want to read it out of the New Living Translation. It just puts it... A little bit differently. It says, And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And do not let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive you your sins. And these are hard words for us to swallow. But God, who is the author and the perfecter of life, knows what is best for us as human beings. And he says, for you to have a life that is long and prosperous, for you to have a life that is free, I want you to forgive those 
who have sinned against you. But there are some things that we need to know about forgiveness. And the first one is that forgiveness does not justify the offender. In other words, forgiveness does not make the person you are forgiving innocent of what they've done to you. Forgiveness is not approving of the wrong that they've done. It's not saying it never happened. And when these things happen to us, we carry scars. And those scars are real and they are there to remind us of what has happened. But in obedience to our loving Father and to what Jesus did for you and I on the cross and how he has forgiven us, we need to forgive. We cannot hold on to that unforgiveness in our lives. Can I say unforgiveness will destroy you? And I know I have said this before, but I'm going to say it again. It's like taking poison, hoping someone else is going to die. It's not going to happen. You are going to die. And unforgiveness will slowly kill you. It will kill your relationship with Jesus. The second thing is that forgiveness does not mean that nothing is going to happen. There may be consequences, correction, discipline, or rebuke. And let me just use an extreme case here. Let's just say, for example, someone murdered someone in your family, and you forgive them for what they've done. There are still consequences to the actions that they've done. That person is still going to end up in jail, and they may be there for life. So there are consequences to the wrongs that we've done. Forgiveness doesn't mean we keep quiet about the sin or the injustice to bad actions or wrong behaviors. We can correct and rebuke and bring discipline to the offender. But it has to be done in a way that wants to see them restored. It must be done in a way that brings restitution. It can't be done in a way where there is hatred and bitterness. Jesus wants to see that other person restored. In Luke chapter 17, verse 3 to 4, It says, so watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. That's hard. If someone had to come back to you seven times in a day about the same thing that they've done, You'd say to them, you don't really mean what you're saying. But Jesus says, no, I want you to forgive them. It doesn't come naturally to us. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. As God's children, we are not natural beings. We are supernatural. And if Jesus has said we need to forgive... He will give us the power and the strength to be able to do it. In our own strength, we're not going to be able to do it. But through the power of Jesus Christ, we can do it. 
The third one is that forgiveness does not harbor bitterness. The offense may cause pain and hurt, but we cannot harbor bitterness towards the person. Can you imagine if Jesus said, I forgive you of your sins, but you know what? I'm still bitter towards you. I hold it against you what you've done. What kind of forgiveness would that be? We cannot harbor bitterness in our hearts. The person needs to be released as if they never committed the offense. And these are things that we need to know about forgiveness. Forgiveness is an opportunity for self-examination. It's an opportunity for us to take a look at our own lives. When we go before the Father and we ask Him to forgive us of our sins, what about those people who have sinned against us? Are we forgiving them for the wrongs that they've done to us? On the cross, Jesus paid in full the price for our sins. But we so easily forget this. If full restitution has been paid, forgiveness is mandatory. Can I say to us, Jesus has paid the price in full. And so we need to forgive other people completely. And this is not easy. We say we forgive, but yet in the back of our minds, whenever that subject comes up, man, there's still that rawness inside of us. And we're saying, God, but justice hasn't been done. And Jesus is saying, but I want you to forgive completely. And as I'm speaking about this right now, why don't you just examine your own heart? Ask the Lord to reveal to you, are there people I haven't forgiven completely? Are there things I'm still holding against them? Or are there people that I haven't even forgiven yet? Because that thing is like a cancer. It will eat you up inside. It will kill you. Whenever we pray and ask God to forgive us of the wrong we have done, let us think of those that we have wronged. Or those who've wronged us. And let's forgive them. Let's not hold it against them. We don't first have to wait for that person to come to us and say, I'm sorry. We can take the step. Even if we didn't do the wrong, go to them and say, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Like I said, this is not an easy subject to speak about because of hurts that some people are facing right now. But it's something that God requires of each and every one of us. The next one is that forgiveness is a way of handing it over to God. If you are holding on to unforgiveness, it's yours. But when you forgive someone, you are handing that thing over to God and you are saying, God, you deal with this situation. You said I must forgive, I'm being obedient, I'm forgiving, now I hand it over to you and I ask you to take control of it. 
And when we hand the situation over to God, it means we release that person from any obligation to ever make things right to us. We allow him to come in and take charge over the situation. And so every one of us should be careful what we say and what we do. We should be quick to ask for forgiveness and make right with people. And I know of situations and people have shared testimonies in this room of how they've held on to things for years and how when they've released it and given it over to God, how He's come in and He's brought healing, He's brought forgiveness, He's brought restoration. And that's what Jesus wants. And I'm sure that even here in this building there are families and as we're coming over to December, that's why I wanted to speak on the subject because there are families where there is unforgiveness and it's caused you not to talk to each other for years. The only time you see each other is at funerals. And Jesus is wanting to bring healing. He's wanting to heal your broken hearts. And he's wanting to to bring that peace that comes through forgiveness. So won't you hand it over to him? And if you're saying inside of you, but I can't forgive that person, but I know the Bible says I need to, go before the Lord and say, Lord, I hear what your word is saying. Inside of me, I'm battling with this. Won't you please help me? And I can tell you now that the Holy Spirit will come and he will help you. And you will be set free. God's forgiveness is our pattern of forgiving others. Ephesians 4 verse 32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as Christ, sorry, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Isn't that incredible, eh? While we were still sinners, while we were messing up and cursing and doing all the things that we were doing, Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. He doesn't hold it against us. When we come and repent, He doesn't say, no, you first need to go through all these hoops, all, go through all these ten things first, and then I'll forgive you. He forgives us straight away. And that should be the attitude of our heart when people hurt us, as we forgive straight away. Don't let that thing even take root in your heart. Because once it takes root in your heart, it grows up into this massive tree, and it consumes you. And Jesus didn't want that to happen to us. And that's why he says, forgive, and forgive quickly. The forgiveness is at the heart of our relationship with God. God has erased our sins, removed his wrath from us, and he's raised us from death to life. And he has been incredibly kind and compassionate to us. And so we should be the same to those who've hurt us. Because God has forgiven us, 
we have a reason, and He will give us the strength to be able to forgive others. He doesn't say we need to do this in our own strength. He comes alongside us and He helps us because He knows how hard it is for us to forgive. But He will help us if we have a heart that says, Lord, we want to forgive. Our forgiveness of others is a measure of forgiveness that we will receive from God. And because of this, because of what Jesus has done, we can forgive. We've been forgiven. And some of us in this room have been forgiven much because we've messed up big time. And yet we find it difficult to forgive others the small things that they've done to us. Jesus is saying, forgive them. Look at how much I've forgiven you. Look at how I've forgiven you of all the sins that you've committed. Why are you finding it so hard to forgive that person for what they've done to you? God's forgiveness is without limit as long as there is genuine repentance. And in the same way, we are expected to forgive others without limit. Matthew 18, verse 21 and 22 says this, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sin against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, and Peter thought he was doing well there, saying, Lord, seven times, isn't that enough? And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. That's how Jesus wants us to forgive. See, God forgave us immediately and completely when we came to Jesus. It wasn't now, well, let me see how you're going to live your life. Have you, are you really sorry for what you've done? No, it was immediately. The day we came and said, Jesus, I'm sorry for what I've done, he forgave us. And that should be the way that we forgive others. In the Bible in Matthew 18, there's the story. You can go and read it of the man, the servant, who his master calls in and says, you owe me all of this money. And the man says, I can't pay it. And the master says, well, then you're going to go to jail until you've paid off your debt. And the man begs for forgiveness. And the master, who is representative here of Jesus, forgives him. And that same man then turns and he goes out and he finds someone who owes him money. And yet he can't forgive that man and he throws that man into jail. And then we see the master who I said represents Jesus. Hears about what's happened. And he comes and he takes that wicked servant and he throws him in jail until he's paid for what is outstanding. This man who'd been forgiven so much can't forgive someone who owes so little. And so we as the church 
need to forgive. We've been forgiven so much. Let us be ready to forgive those who've hurt us. If you can get that video ready. Forgiving others will set you free. Doesn't do anything for them, but it sets you free. And so church, can I say that if you're holding something against someone, forgive them. As hard as it is, forgive them. Because that thing will bring death to you. And I want the media guys there just to show a video. It's a few minutes. Just on the power of forgiveness. So if we can watch that.
Jesus. There is no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me, I've decided to follow Jesus. It takes guts to be a Christian. It doesn't take any guts at all to fall away and to complain about how useless Christianity is. If you're a backslider, repent. There is no other way. Christ is the way. And he won't let you down. So you can see from this the power that there is in forgiveness, how it brings restoration, it changes people's hearts and lives. And so I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And I'm going to open up the floor. If you feel that you need prayer, you battling in the area of forgiveness or in the area of unforgiveness people have hurt you and you are needing healing then come forward and we'll pray for you otherwise if you don't want to come forward that's fine but allow God to bring that healing to you forgive others for what they've done to you. Don't hold it against them. Forgive them. Because like we saw here, it sets other people free as well. Like that man who turned his back on Jesus because of what was done, it brought him back. And so there is power in forgiveness. Before the worship team plays, can we just pray? Father, in this room this morning, I know there are people that are battling in this area. And Jesus, you are wanting to bring healing. You are wanting to reveal to them the love of the Father once again, but because of this unforgiveness, they are battling to be able to see that you are a loving Father. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will reveal yourself to these people this morning. That, Father, they will be able to allow your Holy Spirit to come in and to bring that healing into their lives. As we walk out of this place this morning, Father, I ask that we will be in right standing with you. That our hard attitude will be that we will forgive no matter what's happened to us. We will forgive. Even if that person never comes back and says they're sorry for what they've done to us. But we will forgive. And so Jesus, we hand this over to you. If you've come into this place this morning and you don't know Jesus... You've never experienced the love of the Father or you may be like 
that older gentleman from that video who has backslidden, you've turned your back on God because of things that have happened in your life. I want to say to you that God is giving you an opportunity this morning to come back to Him. Don't delay. Don't neglect it. Make that decision today that I'm coming back to the Father. And if you've never given your life to Jesus, today is the opportunity. Give your life to Jesus. Don't leave here the same way you came in. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. And Jesus will come. And he will wrap his loving arms around you. And you will feel the presence of God, the love of God. And your life will be changed. Father, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit will just start moving amongst your people. And that, Father, there will be this healing and the forgiveness that will start taking place here. I ask this in your name, Jesus. So if you need prayer, come to the front.